What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Tuesday special podcast with Patrick Price. That's me, and this is episode one. Episode one. This is the nucleus. This is the beginning. This is the genesis, is what I really meant to say, uh, of this idea that I've had. I've done a lot of podcasts in, in my broadcasting, I guess, career. I really don't have a career, but in my broadcasting ventures, I've done a lot of podcasts. I've never done one that's me. That's just me. Uh, this is going to be it. And uh, some people say Tuesday special. What's with the name? Uh, I have some weird thing about me where when I talk about Tuesday, I say Tuesday because I guess that's what I've always said. And that's that's the reason it's called Tuesday special. So if you want to make it your own, you're more than welcome to. I'll give it to you. Uh, if you want to say Tuesday instead of Tuesday, I'm, I'm bringing Tuesday back. I'm making it a uh, making it a word that should be in the dictionary and should be an option if you want to say uh, I the day before Hump Day, the day after the dreaded Monday. It is Tuesday and it is gonna be special from here on out as long as this thing goes. And once again, this is episode one. But before I get into my guest for the day, uh, for this episode, I should say I'm gonna thank. Cabarrus Brewing Company. Uh, they do a they support a lot of what I do. I try to do as much as I can for them. We do trivia there every Wednesday night. Me and my buddy Joel is part of the Cane Punch crew, and Nick helps out every once in a while. But yeah, we do trivia there. So if you're if you're a trivia buff and you want to come out and hang out and play some trivia, we're there every Wednesday. They they've allowed us to do it for over two years, and they're going to keep allowing us to do it, I assume, because I haven't gotten a phone call or a text message saying we're not doing it. So every Wednesday, new categories, come on out. Support Cabarrus Brewing. It's a great local brewery in Concord, North Carolina. Uh, 320-something McGill Street. It's on McGill Street, right behind uh, Gibson Mill. Uh, yeah, check them out. they got great beer, and you can pick up any of their beer in uh, stores and food lines around our area, around the Charlotte, North Carolina area, if you live in my, my neck of the woods, my my backyard. No, I don't. I don't even know what that meant. But yeah. So, uh, my guest. My guest today is uh, Evan Pitfield. I met Evan about two years ago, uh, and we get in. We kind of get into it. But what it is is uh, speaking of Cabarrus Brewing. Thank you for the sponsorship. But uh, I was uh, doing trivia at Cabarrus Brewing, and they asked me if I had any other ideas of events we can do, and I said a comedy show why not a comedy show I, uh, one of my good friends jake is a comedian in charlotte and he knows a lot of comedians and he helps me i couldn't do it without him he's amazing and uh yeah and so they gave me the green light and we started a comedy show and it's called the craft comedy series every third thursday so if you want to support Cabarrus brewing even more and support me and me and jake's uh hard work and effort uh to make those successful every week uh please Come out and check it out. It's uh, it's a good time, and we always have good. Jake's re- insanely good at getting the best comedians in the area and the best comedians that are coming through Charlotte. So, yeah, check it out. You can see it on, uh, they, I think, the information's on the Facebook page for Cabarrus Brewing Company. So, uh, But I met, I met Evan through Jake at one of our first or second Cabarrus uh, Brewing uh, craft comedy series shows. And uh, we kind of talked. We didn't really... Uh, we didn't really spend a lot of time getting to know each other and, uh, and Evan to, to his credit, he has, he, whether he's booked or not, he comes in and supports local comedians and, uh, and that show. And, and I could never be, never thank him enough for supporting anybody support that comes out to that. And 
we kind of we kind of grew like a little a little friendship. We're not like best friends, but uh, we we're we're acquaintances. We know each other. Uh, I've recently kind of stepped into the stand up comedy world, uh, completely blind. I'm still in the virgin state of trying to figure that stuff out. And uh, Evan Evan gave me some gave me some amazing advice during this uh, episode and. And even though he's only a couple, a few years in, he it's always it's always nice to know where somebody started and where they are in the time, so you can kind of gauge where you feel like you should be. And that's what I did with Evan a little bit. But uh, but we talk about music, we talk about comedy, we talk about movies, and all that all that good jazz. So it's it's a fun episode. Uh, so we got Evan. I'm trying to go through my list of what I need to go through. Uh, upcoming appearances and shows. This Friday, August tenth, Cane Punch. If you've never heard of Cane Punch, go to canepunch.com. Uh, but Cane Punch, we're me, Joel, and Nick, and other in Black Nick, which is Nick King out in uh, Greensboro. Part uh, we're known as Cane Punch, and we're a comedy group uh, that we, me and Joel and uh, Mix Nick, have done this for shit, maybe the past ten or twelve years, and uh, we finally are stepped out of the box, and we've had. We're doing live shows, and this is what this is what kind of kind of gave me poked poke the bear on the uh, the stand up thing is the last Cane Punch show I did stand up for the first time and the bug bit me and that's kind of what got me in. But we uh, this Friday August tenth we have Cane Punch taking over China Grove, North Carolina Bella's L's and Tails, which is uh, a bar in downtown China Grove where I grew up that. I feel like because doesn't shouldn't have a bar, but it does, and it's amazing. And you can take your dogs in there, not Friday, but any other time. You can take your dogs in there and drink a beer and let your dog hang out on the cold tile floor and and listen to music and hang out with the China Grovians, the Sea Groves, Sea Grovers. That's what we'll call them, the Sea Grovers. So yeah, check that out. Uh, please come out. Tickets are five dollars in advance. Uh, they're eight dollars the day of the show. So. In theory, I would get my tickets before Friday, August 10th. So if you, you can't get them online, you have to go to Bella's, Ells, and Tails. I understand if you're coming from out of town and going, then you just pay the $8, and you're supporting a good cause. But, uh, but yeah, so come out. It's going to be fun. Uh, I work with a professional wrestling company called PWX, and uh, we have some show, uh, three shows, actually, in August coming up. So August 19th is uh, at Cabarrus Arena in Concord, North Carolina, and that's a wrestling show, pwxpro.com, excuse me. Uh, then we got August 25th, we got Pure at Hebron Hall, which is in South Charlotte. Uh, speaking of beer and breweries, we have Cabarrus Brewing there, and there's breweries all over that place. So you can tailgate, or you can go out and have a few beers and come check it out. Uh, Pure uh, Saturday, August 25th, and then August 26th, PWX takes over BB&T Ballpark. If, you, if you're not familiar, if you're not from the Charlotte area, BB&T Ballpark is the home of the Charlotte Knights, who are the baseball team, the triple double A, triple A one of those A's baseball teams uh, in Charlotte and they have an amazing stadium an amazing pro uh, like pro not program amazing like faculty faculty is that what you call amazing uh, what's the word I'm looking for amazing uh, ambassadors no uh, administrative team well it's one of those is right so one of those is right they have an amazing team uh, working with Tommy and and the uh, Crockett Foundation uh, that I, I'll, I'll, I'll link the Crockett Foundation. I, I, Brian tells me all the time what uh, the Crockett Foundation does, and I can't remember. I know it's, they, it's something to do with feeding 
and I'm sorry for the Crockett Foundation, but yeah, I'll link I'll link their link down down uh, below the video or on on the canepunch.com page uh, where we put this uh, around iTunes. And so check that out. This amazing organization based out of Charlotte, based uh, built from the Crockett name. If you're not familiar with professional wrestling, uh, Jim Crockett, uh, who owned NWA, who eventually uh, owned uh, WCW and sold and all that all that jazz so we're working with uh charlotte knights and the crockett foundation to raise money we're having, we got three matches raise money for the crockett foundation on crockett foundation night that's august 26th uh look on pwxpro.com for tickets for super tickets for game tickets and event tickets so the three matches and a baseball game then yeah so if you once again like i just said that's the, that's all the dates that i have coming up uh, if you want to see what me and my buddies do, canepunch.com, uh, we just released a new video. Actually, uh, yesterday we released a video, uh, for the motto, our first music video in probably three years. We haven't, we haven't really jumped on it, but I think we're going to start working on our new record. We released the last one. It's called uh, spicy tuna roll. We released it in 2013, maybe. I want to say 2013, uh, and it's, it's, I think it's time. I think I think we took our break. I think we went our own ways. We did our own thing, and now it's time to come back, form the group again, the mega group, known as the Cane Punch All-Stars, and start getting this thing rolling. So, yeah, just check out our YouTube, youtube.com backslash Cane Punch or CanePunch.com, uh, or go to our Facebook page and please like and follow uh, Cane Punch. I think it's just Cane Punch, Cane Punch Comedy, I believe, on on facebook i think subscribe like follow all that good stuff uh we don't really put much on twitter so i'm not going to push you on the twitter but yeah so uh yeah i think that's all my plugs sponsors so 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 yeah i think so so thank you for listening to episode one hopefully when this gets up on itunes you'll subscribe or you'll just check back at canepunch.com uh and every choose every tuesday god see i don't have to i don't have to correct myself this is amazing every tuesday uh, you can check back for a new episode. I'm going to try to tackle and hold down as many uh, wrestlers, comedians, business associates, friends, uh, strangers. I don't care. Whoever I feel like I want to interview for this show, I'm going to interview. And it's going to be every Tuesday because Tuesdays are now special. So now you know and knowing is half the battle, right? Tuesday special. First guest, let's take it to my interview with Evan Pitchfield. I was like, okay, I'll uh, I'll come up and uh, go try to pull some people up. Yeah. There was like two people in there, and I came up, and it was like 65 people just nice. sitting there waiting. That's pretty dope, man. That's a lot of beers. A lot of beers. <laughs> and I didn't drink. Like, I've been on this no drinking kick till last Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I like beer. Um, it's definitely my, like, thing of, of choice, uh, but... I guess I drink the craft beers, you know. So it's like yeah. I, I can't, I can't really drink a lot of them. Otherwise, I'll get full. You know? Yeah, like I won't even. I won't get drunk. You won't get drunk. I get drunk when I, I drink. I drink a lot of the, uh, like imperial stouts. Gotcha. You know, um, I way back when there's really no way for me to talk about beer without sounding like the ultimate hipster. But the the truth of the matter, everybody is, does. I think back in 2012 um, was the first time that I ever discovered an IPA, and okay. I was like, what is this shit? And then I showed it to like some of my friends, and I was like, "Dude, you got to try it." I don't, I don't remember what it was. It was someplace in Asheville, 
and everyone's like, dude, that that's gross. Like, that's disgusting. And I was like, I felt like, uh, you know, isolated because I was like, I think it's pretty good. And then there's this, like, you know, like two years later, this yeah. gigantic Big IPA. Cre- yeah. Beer boom. Yeah, and, and so at that point, I had shifted to ESBs. Okay. And uh, at that point, I figured I overlapped some uh, most of my friends because – uh, I actually brewed an ESB, and nice. I gave it to my friend, and then like a year after that, he was like, dude, have you had ESBs before? I was like, I I gave you one, and he's like, oh, yeah. So I we've my girlfriend and I, we just, we like to visit uh, breweries like when we go out of town and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, it's just like, definitely. It's a nice thing, and then I, I guess the Imperial Stouts and the Barley Wines are, are currently, we're um, stuck, you know. Yes, they're, they're fair really enough. Good. Where, where would you th- say is the... Best brewery you found outside of North Carolina? Best brewery outside of North Carolina. We start talking about beer. I'll talk mm. about beer for two That's, hours straight. Well, Just okay, so rolling. I would say the best uh, the best brewery that I found outside North Carolina. I have a I have a tie. Can I do two? Yeah, okay? yeah. I mean, that's literally sounds good to logically me. an issue, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and break the rules. Let's do it. Um, the the first best that I, I found in sequence was Sweetwater in Georgia. Okay. Um, and because every time I went there, they have you been there before? Yeah, I have never been there, but I've had their beer. Yeah, every time you go there, Sweetwater like, they 420, keep exp- right? Yeah, yeah they okay. keep expanding. It's like a huge warehouse, and they just keep getting more space. And they do comedy. They do, like, but that was, like, one of the first kind of West Coast IPAs that I yeah. tried. And I gotcha. was like, this is a little different. Um, and they had a imperial style called uh happy ending um and you went there and you would you'd pay 10 bucks i think and you would get like three little pink almost like raffle tickets gotcha and that was three pints so it was it was a pretty good deal um but then the most recent best brewery that i've been to was actually in uh brussels in belgium it's called delirium Mm. that's right you just had a trip over yeah yeah it's you you may have seen it because it's it is here in the states it's like a they're typically in like white, like sandblasted bottles, mm-hmm. and there's like a pink elephant on it, and it gotcha. says delirium, like tremens or something. Hmm. And uh, of course, Belgian beers there are a lot better than yeah, the knockoffs. Of and it's it's pretty cool. It's been around for a really long time, and it was a nice, it was a nice uh, like pub uh, where there's like there's no TVs, there's no music, like it's just ambience and good beer. Nice, you know, like people just yeah. go there. And actually, so talk what, to a, what a brewery should like be. Snow Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little private island. Like I miss know? the days that you could just go to a brewery, sit at a beer, not not a brewery, even like a bar, and just sit at a bar and meet people. Yeah, you you That's remember the, like like probably like how old are you? I am twenty eight. Okay, so you're a little younger than me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I never but, followed the rules though. Yeah, so I was yeah. drinking for as long as they would let me in. We're, you know? Well, we're we're too talkative people. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we have no problem meeting people. No. So we, like, well, I walk up to somebody in Walmart and just start a conversation. Yeah, I mean, you know, just to see where the, it goes. It's the best way to get through Walmart, anyway. <laughs> yeah. right? We're doing it's the best this way to, Best way to tolerate Walmart. Yeah, you need to use the buddy system at all times in Walmart. Right? Yeah, but I miss the days of like now. Even me and I and I spend a lot of my time in breweries. Yeah. Even even me when I go when I'm going to a brewery, I'll say, uh. I'll call friends and be like, hey, you want to go to a brewery with me? Yeah. No. You want to go brewery hopping? You want to hit up three or four breweries in Charlotte? And and if they say no, I usually don't go. I don't know why. Uh-huh. It's like yeah. I need – it's 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 almost you, it's almost lonely if you go by yourself because everybody's with somebody. It, it It is – well, and also, like, 
again, the point you were making earlier about like old fashioned breweries or pubs were like, you know, it's, it's more about like the ambience and just the inclusion of, of hanging out with people. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying it doesn't exist in Charlotte, but I've been to a lot of the breweries and mm-hmm. I don't really know where to go to find that. So if you go yourself, yeah, you know, you, fi- you feel like everyone's kind of like, well, who's this guy? Yeah. You know, he he's like on the, you're not like in the sewing circle. Yeah. But if you go to some of these old fashioned, uh, like pubs and, and stuff like that, there's really no such thing as a sewing circle, right? Yeah. Everyone's just Everyone like family immediately. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's, like it's, always, it's a better feeling. I always relate back to a story when we were at Myrtle Beach or like North Myrtle, which I don't really care for Myrtle Beach anymore, but it was like North Myrtle and we went to, do I sound like a robot? No, I mean, no, unless they're improving robots. No, maybe. The AI is... Might just be the way I hear my voice. No, man. It sounds weird to me. No, I mean... um, Does that sound okay to you? You're the the audio expert. We have have plosives right now, which I hope, you know... What does that mean? I don't know what that means. So uh, it's it's a really... I don't even know if that's a real word. I know it's used. I think people just made it up because there's no other way to describe this. Like, it may have been not a word, and now it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so... Yeah, have you ever seen like pop filters that they put yes. over here? Um, so, op, most often the foam can take care of it, but most often the foam sits so close to the mic that, that it, it doesn't, doesn't hit it. Yeah, so general rule of thumb is you have a pop filter and you usually just use a fist. Ah. And you get you get a fist length in between yes. the mic and your fist, and then you just you get as close to the pop filter as you can. And so, okay, so maybe I need. Let me see. I so, don't know. It might it might be me hearing myself. Talking and in my head, you gotta do the pop. Well, in a, you gotta do the popcorn seashells test. You say like popcorn seashells. So when you go pop, it's like poof, there's a little uh, pop, and it's got impact. Seashell. And so the the, sh- the so do thing you want dampens. the poof? you don't want the um, I don't care. It sounds more natural to be honest, okay. but it's on the recording. It's a lot less smooth. You're gonna get you're gonna have like peaks, and you're gonna have like gotcha. stuff in the background. I'm usually pretty good about getting, but it's like I sound like I'm in a robotic voice in my head. Like in my headphones. Oh, uh, no. You don't sound no? robotic. Okay. As long as long as long as we don't get all the way through this, and then I get to the very end, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you, you play back the tape. You're like, do you like beer? Yeah. I'm like, damn it. I've Patrick, done it before. Like, I've done that. it before. But that was in, that was in my uh, virgin <laughs> podcasting days. Virgin podcast. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, you were a little pod. But, yeah, it's, we were at, we, it was a little place. I can't remember the name of it. It was like McKinney's. It's an Irish pub on the, oh, main, the, the main strip. And I remember I got done with the show, and we got there. My friends were stayed back, so they were already there. I got there like midnight, huh. and like there was not a stranger in the room when we walked in. When we walked in, my buddies had already made all these friends. We're like, this is Patrick. Like everybody's like Patrick, oh, yeah. and then and then the bartender was like, all right, I'm shutting the door. I'm locking it. So nobody can come in, but you guys can hang out and there drink you know. for as long as you want yeah. to. So we were there for like five in the morning, and then just walked to our condo. No, it's perfect. I mean man. that that's that's the good old days. It doesn't it doesn't get better than that you know everyone's there and you know they had a rough week and like that's all you need to bond yeah right you yeah know? it's like it's like a room full of people with really no cares in the world just hanging yeah. out having fun yeah everyone's got a, everyone's it's a true um it's a true collaboration right because yes. everyone actually has the same end goal it's just like Let's just forget about yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Let's forget like about yesterday, maybe today. Yeah, we don't have to create damage. We don't have to create, like, a big scene. Let's just hang out and just, like, at least manipulate ourselves to believe that everything is going to be okay for tonight. You know? It's living, good, in, it's it's living in the moment. Something people yeah. never do anymore. They capture the moment. They don't live in the moment. Now they live in the moment while texting and driving. Yeah. Which I, I've done, so, I, you know, I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Don't do it, but we do it. Yeah. I mean, in my do as defense, we say, not as we do. My defense, I don't advocate. 
uh, texting and driving, but like driving is boring. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just. Has podcasts made driving less boring? Like, are, you, are you one of the, there's two types of people. There's people that can listen to podcasts while they drive and get into it and get into what the topic is and the subject yep. matter. And then there's people that it like immediately knocks them out like talk radio. Well, so for me, um, I live, uh, not, not really by choice. Uh, I live in the past and so okay. I, I have my grandfather, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> my grandfather's, uh, like 2005 Hyundai Elantra. Uh-huh. So it's got, it's got CD. And nice. uh, I, I, I installed an aftermarket like MP3 track, but like yeah. the audio quality is terrible. So I actually still listen to CDs Dude, on I purpose. Love it. Uh, and, uh, and I, I, I listen to podcasts sometimes like at the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but ma- it's mainly music. So I, I got, um, I start, I guess in, in music. So I'm yeah. like a music first kind of guy. And I, it, I would say I'm, I'm, listening to music probably 90% of the week some gotcha. somehow some way so you know? are you are you one of the all, are you one of those like all kind of music people like do you love every all kinds of music um it's it, it's hard to exp- well it's hard to interpret but i started off as a kid um i wasn't really ever into music as like a kid kid yeah. but like once the kind of preteen and teenager years came um i started getting interested in in like rock and and metal and uh i Luckily, my dad was interested in that stuff too, so like it was very easy for me to just like take his library, and I didn't have to, you know, go buy them all myself. Yeah, so I definitely started listening to um, like the like Van Halens and Judas Priests and stuff like that, and still some of my favorites. Um, but I picked up actually playing guitar when I was like fifteen, and so that kind of changed what music I listened to because I start, you know, I started listening to find like other guitarists and like you know so i can hear impressive riffs and like learn how to pull off some stuff so definitely like uh started listening to more progressive stuff like dream theater and like king crimson and just like whack like wacky stuff gotcha um nowadays it's it's a lot of those same bands and there's also a lot of swedish bands so like there's a lot of like uh like black metal folk metal bands Mm -hmm. and stuff that have like a 12 minute you know a lot of the music I, I listen to nowadays, um, it's either like really soothing '70s stuff, or it's progressive music that has a lot in common with like cinema, gotcha. you know, where like it's it's like 20 minutes and like there's pieces and it's it like tells a, huge, a story, a complete yeah. story through the song. Yeah, like I still love Green Day and I still yeah. love Sum 41 and those quick like you know, pop. Music. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. You can't. I can't throw those away. You know, but yeah. uh, I. Well, that's what we, that's what you grew up on. Yeah, I mean, I, I started looking for records, um, and it, it's very few. But I started looking for records where like every song is good, and like I don't have to press next yeah. once. And it's that's not very, that's, that's it's not rare. common. It's yeah, rare. it's um, there are few the, Smashing Pumpkins albums. I was about to like say, that. what was the first record that you that you, if you can remember, that you yeah. listened to and didn't press next? Damn, that's a good question. Um, Unfortunately, I think that was way later on because I gotcha. have been listening to music for a while. But it was only there was two records that I, I uh, that I thought were were perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Dream Theater's Images and Words, uh, and uh, actually, when I was a kid, the first one was probably Green Day Dookie. Nice. Um, it's just you know, it's just yeah. a straight. There's one attitude on that record, and it's a it's a weird thing because. 
you know, over time I realized that, uh, you know, the more dynamics and the more kind of like variance that you have in one record, the mm-hmm. longer it lasts. Yeah. And so, the, unfortunately, the opposite effect happens. Like, if you have a record like Dookie, for instance, where like it's just this one thing, like through one the whole record, the through. Yeah, that's that's actually got a lot of drawbacks, yeah. right? Because like I find that for me, for me, um, what I want to listen to in the moment is very much driven by my current mood. Gotcha. So like all I have to do is not be in that mood for that Green Day record yeah. and I'm like get this shit out of here man gotcha. you know but then like the next day it'll be my favorite record you know so it, it, I've, al- I've always found it interesting how either I don't like for you for musician because I'm not a musician I, I've learned how to like mix and master and music yeah, and I'm a like a tech guy uh, but like so from a mind of a, magi- a musician are you, go, are you a magician take, are hey, you a magician man, as for well for my next trick I'm gonna lose weight hopefully <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm waiting. Let's go. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But ta-da. like with when your when your music knowledge grows, yeah, your the music that you like or that you're entertained by changes. Yeah, because I feel like when when me and my friends have this conversation, or when I have a conversation like I'm having with you, it's we we talk about all these like pop like like you said like some 41 or Green Day yeah. and all this from back in our back in when we were younger and we had no like really did, couldn't process music just kind of like. It, we find the sounds we like. We find the riffs that intrigue us. We find the subject right. matter of the cuss word that garners our yeah. attention when we're 12 or 13 years old. That's right. Uh, where you sing a whole song just to say that cuss word part. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but then, like, now I find myself, like, with, like, songs that give meaning. Like, one, like one song, there's a, there's a song that, like, a rap song that Eminem d- did with Nate R- Russ from, I think it's Russ, from Fun. Yeah, yeah, the and, Tonight uh, guy. Tonight. Yeah, and I think it's called Headlights. That's the name of it. And dude, that that song is basically about. If you listen to the words of it, it's about like him apologizing to his mom for everything, yeah, and understanding. Time time, yeah, yeah, and and understanding like that he was he he was assuming a bunch of things and he he overstepped his boundaries and all this stuff. It's coming clean essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and now like that that's the kind of stuff that hits me now that I that I can put together. Like okay, I'm I'm getting the feeling that the the artist had when they wrote this song. It, yeah, it's interesting. Um, there's, a, I find that uh, I also might um, listen to different bands like when I'm working. You know, gotcha. I, I find there's a lot of like I I, I my biggest um, guitar influence is uh, Joe Satriani. I don't know if you're familiar. A lot of no. people aren't, but uh, he he looks like Voldemort. Uh, so if you ever Google it by Intrigued. accident, that's that's the one. Uh, it's all guitar instrumental, and it's not necessarily like shred, but it's just like it's almost like the guitar kind of takes the place of a, a vocalist. Gotcha. Um, and it's cool because um, it, when I when you're working, you know, like on you know difficult stuff that you have yeah. to like mentally process, and maybe you're like soldering or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like you can't. It's like you can focus on the music, but you also can't at the same time. Like it's it's not. Uh, crap enough to be background noise. Like, it's a little bit more than that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you're not just kicking back and listening to a record. Like, you have work to do. So I found that, like, sometimes these things, uh, that type of music, the instrumental music, where, like, the lyrics are out of the picture, um, it, it kind of gives me some focus back to pay attention on what I'm doing. But, like, the notes and the guitar and, and the drums are still keeping, like, my blood pumping so I, gotcha. I don't get tired doing the work, you know? So so it's almost like cheating. It's the same, bit, like... The concept of people that listen to music when they work out. 
It's like, yeah, like exactly. you put together the playlist that keeps your blood boiling, keeps you motivated, keeps you going. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think for me, um, I, I still buy uh, records and CDs. See, and I, it's, love it's, I love that. It's funny, man. I, I freaked out. Um, <laughs> I freaked out my, my girlfriend. Um, she, I'm, you know, nothing negative, but you know, she does like the Spotify. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she, she's got musical tastes all over the place mm-hmm. i mean we both love like system of a down yeah and then she likes like uh like japanese pop music and stuff that's like all over the place but i freaked her out because um i sh- i showed her this album this album there's this band from Asheville, uh and I- i've never met them before but uh, their name is basque and okay. i just saw their album art at the store and i was like i gotta check that out and she's like so wait a minute you You've never even heard of these guys before, and you just bought their CD like without hearing it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's how that works. Love it. It's like that's yes. crazy, man. That's, that's that's it. That's that's the beauty. I <laughs> times have changed, when, I guess. Yes, yeah. I mean with with digital media, it's hard. Like I'm still one of those guys that want a disc, like they want a yeah. case that can yeah. open it up and read the inserts and who are, who all they think. I just had to have to fill it to open it and well, have that disc and look at the art. Yeah, and like I think my age old argument and not not me, I think everyone's is like, listen, if if you first of all, if you want me to switch over to the digital world, I mean the the numbers are there, they're le- they're less quality files, they're yeah. compressed. I mean there's I mean some people don't care about that. I do. Um but like the biggest problem other than them just ripping quality out of it is it's the same price. Yeah, it's the same price. Like if I wanted to buy your CD, it's fourteen ninety nine mm-hmm. at Fye, uh, or it's fourteen ninety nine on, on your yeah. webs. <laughs> I mean, at least like but meet, you have to meet cut me the halfway. There's man. no, there's not, no yeah, production like, cost if you don't have materials. No, it's that the you same have to with print. video games, right? Yeah. Like they're doing. It's it's like all right. Well, I'm not. I don't know. I, I I'm like you. I still prefer the physical. It's, thing. The, it's corporate America using digital media and, to trick the world. I personally need. A physical copy, not only to appreciate the artwork and like the liner notes, but for two reasons. One, um, I like to go to concerts so I can get shit signed. Yes. From my idols. I like it. And then two, for when I pick up a bad album, mm-hmm. I need to actually have the ability to just throw it out. Fair enough. I, there's just something. I understand that. There's just something about me pressing eject and be like, get the fuck out of here. This is garbage. I don't want to ever hear this again. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very judgmental because obviously, you know, it's a band, and it's just me, but I, I have to be able to just get this out of here. But that's freedom of speech, freedom pretty, of interpretation, pretty much, man. You know, that's that's. See if I've I never thought about it. Like see if that, I could hit though. a car or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I've never. I don't know. Like even like even if a CD sucked, I still have it. Like one of, one of the funnest things I've ever done is go through like my CD collection from when I was in high school. Yeah. Because I still my parents somewhere in their basement have. Like my little tower. You remember the towers that had oh, the yeah, four the, faces yeah. that you could slide everything yeah. in, and you just go through and look. Like I mean, like I had a, a like a Rush remastered CD. Oh yeah. I had uh, then I had uh, Sawyer Brown Country. Nice. Like Country, old school. Clint Black. You still had to start like color coding your tower. Yeah. Right? You're like here's progressive, here's jazz. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's like people won't have that anymore. All they and and another thing is. I I mean I'm not big with iTunes. I remember Napster and yeah and LimeWire and all that. But if if you have like if you lose all your iTunes, do you get it back or do you have to repurchase it? Or if you don't back it up, like what? that's that's another scary thing about yeah. about digital media is like it's all just files. 
Just yeah, like and p- like pictures. Like people used to have picture albums that and the only way they could they could they could go anywhere is if if they got destroyed or if they lost or like you know what I mean if they misplaced them. Yeah. Or if well, they like got if they were torn up and like yeah. now if a hard drive crashes you lose everything. Yeah, and and people back stuff up in the cloud, but I think uh but that's proven to not be a good idea in the past. Well, I don't, I don't want to illegally download songs and then put them in the cloud and like admit that I stole them. Like I don't want oh, anyone yeah. to have a copy of the things I illegally downloaded. Well, when when I when I say <laughs> when I say Napster and Lime allegedly, Wire, I mean that that was back before I appreciated like artistic, yeah. uh, like the support of artistic integrity and artistic ability. I, yeah, it, it's I, you know what I think it is. Um, it's it's not a bad thing. I think it really just boils down to there's two types of of listeners, right? Mm -hmm. There's somebody who hears music, right? Like it's background noise. Like, yeah, I'm making guacamole. Let's listen to some music. And then I think there's people who who listen to music, right? And they're not better than anybody. But if I I could speak for myself, like I have just a level of obsession with music. Like I, I have a record room. And I just sit there and front to back, like I just, I listen to a new album or an old one that I really love. Right. And so when I'm, when I'm listening to it, yeah, I'm trying to pay attention to details and the act of listening for me requires you to be stationary. Okay. Right. Like, yeah, go ahead and listen to music while you're jogging. There's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead and do it while you're working. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're stationary and like while you're listening to it, the volume is loud enough to make it that you can't hear anything else but it, yeah. even with headphones or whatever. Like I think that's just the best experience when you're inside the music and and alone. Yeah, right. Because I agree. then you hear stuff that you've never heard before. You get better headphones. You get better speakers. It's like oh, I've been listening to bands. You know, iTunes tells me that I've listened to this one song for like three days or something because mm-hmm. it totals like the amount of play time yeah and i've never and until i heard it uh on a new set of headphones i had never heard this little guitar lick and i was like whoa man like i've never heard that but like there's so much going on that if you're just jogging or whatever you, you know you're not going to hear it i'm a lot like you know? that with like cinematic film I, i'm i'm one of those that if i, I go to a, if i go to a theater to see a film i don't want anybody like i rarely ever go with anybody Oh, yeah. I want to be by myself. I'd love for it to be like a four o'clock matinee where there's nobody there, so I can just get lost in it. Yep. And then I can like I can see. No, it's it's I I got in a debate with someone recently because we play music and we talk about music and you know we're always like, dude, you got to check out this new band. And the thing is, like, I mean, I, I love suggestions. I want to check yeah. out new music, but sometimes um, people want to like show you then and there. Yes. You know, and they end up like on their phone. Yes. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I get it. They have something in their mind. They want to get the point across. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I, I hate listening to music with people. Like if I'm at a concert, that's mm-hmm. the exception. Cause again, it's like a pub yeah. type feel. Then you're, yeah. But then you're, it's like the full experience. It's not just like, it's not just yeah. the musical experience of you're taking what they give you and put into Yeah. This. Cause it's like, you're just talking while you're trying to show me the song. Like, dude, listen to this part. And this is great. It's like, I and, don't know. I they, can't hear and it. They, like, <laughs> I, and I do this. So I, I'm, I'm being a, I understand that I'm being a hypocrite where they turn it all the way up and put it up to your ear. 
like through the speaker of the yeah. yeah. What has ever sounded good coming no. through a no, and it's one of those things. Just like listen, man, let's get two pairs of headphones and like you go in that corner and I'll go in this corner, right? Yeah. And we'll both listen to it alone. Like don't even look at me, right? We'll like just all, we'll put just, it like, like just take a note of it in your yeah. phone. And, and when then, we're done, we can yeah. be like, dude, did you see? You know, what I mean? it's yeah. like a movie, yeah. right? Like you would sit in the movie theater next to each other, but like you wouldn't talk if you're a good person. Right? That's true. Like at, when it's done, like. Then when you like cra- after credit roll, yeah, like yeah, that's it's an hour and a half. The albums are, you know, an EP's yeah. what forty. Like just, just hang out, you know, just, just like lay it. down. So, <laughs> so let's get into uh, uh, some of the other things you're you're in because sure. you you said you were in music. You do stand up comedy. I, yeah, I uh, stand up from time to that's time. That's how that's where we met. That is true. We met at uh, Cabarrus Brewing. Yes, we did which at, is, the, uh, at our craft comedy show. This this brewery. Uh, I gotta say, man, um, I think they have a, a monopoly in the the Concord area. Yes. Their, their facility yeah. is like it's, ridiculous, it, yeah. and it's only been open for two years. Yeah, yeah, and they, but they've got like a whole front yard. It's like always food trucks and stuff. There's like like fire pits, and uh, it's two floors. Uh, yeah. Comedy's on the second floor. Yes, right? mm. yeah. They well, they do you know the story behind the comedy? No, no. So when when they first opened, I knew one of the managers, and he asked me if we could do trivia, like if I knew how to do trivia. Oh, nice. and, I was, and I had been to, like, Flying Saucer. <laughs> that, was one like of the, that was one of the questions. He's like, do you know trivia? Yeah. yeah. Like, if yeah. you know the answer, you'll win tonight. It's like, yeah. Oh, that no. is trivia. Oh, 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 you want me to do trivia? Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, need I was missing the bro. point, yeah. And uh, so we just started doing trivia, and it was a big hit. And they were they said, with, with that gave me the opportunity to, re- like, request other things we can do there. Yeah. Because when they asked... And uh, I, the first thing I thought of was a comedy show. I don't know of anywhere in Concord that does stand-up comedy. I, at the time, and so I, I had lived in Concord from uh, July of 2013 until Feb of this year. Yeah. And uh, the first time that I did the show there, I was just really happy because we had been to that brewery before the show started, mm-hmm. and it was, it was like like three miles away from my house. Yeah. Right. So I, and I would tell uh, you and Jake that every time. I would go to as many of those shows as I could, even if I wasn't on them. Because yeah. it's like, man, I, I got no excuses, man. I'm right here. Yeah. You know? Uh, so it, 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 so far, um, it's, it's always been a good time there. And yeah. it's, imp- it's improved. It's yes, improved. Because it I, I know you guys got like, like some sound risers and stuff. And yeah. It seems like there's a nice local following there. Yeah. And the big, like, the best part about that brewery is, like, all of the owners are so supportive to all of it. Uh-huh. They just, they always constantly ask, like, what, what do you need? Like, what do you, what oh, do you really? want to do? Yeah. So that's, I mean, yeah. But that's, but that's where we met. Nice. For the first time. That's, that's true. Yeah. It was, it was fun, man. I, I um, it's a great room, too. It, it is, you know, I, I, like, I've, Ed, you know, when I started, I had no idea. Like I, had, I had been to one stand-up comedy show, and it was like, it was like one of the one of the like headline com, com comedians oh. that came to uh, Ovens Auditorium. It wasn't, it wasn't like a like a it was go like to a, a comedy like, club. It was like and a live nation. Yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, and I don't consider that a real comedy show. That's a oh. as a comedy concert. <laughs> is that is that? A, I mean, am I right in that? Uh, I've it's, never heard that before. That's pretty. That's interesting. It's, yeah, Com- it's it's online. Yeah, I mean, you have to actually like zoom into a graph to pick your seats. Yeah. So it's, it's legit. And it's yeah. in, in in a sense, like to take it back to music. I know we spend a lot of time on music, so we won't jump back to that. But to take it back to music, I feel like if you go to see a band, like if I go to see your band at uh, Rest in Peace Tremont, yeah, you know that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, then that's a that's a that's a that's a, mu- that's a musical show. 
Right. That's that's like right. I I can be uh, like I'm. A, it's an intimate show. It's like a production. Yeah. Yeah. Like and produced. If I go to see Justin Timberlake at at uh, Time Warner Cable Arena like or Spectrum Center, or whatever it's yeah. called, and, and that's that's a concert. That's a that's a music concert. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. No, that's I mean, where that's where you're not like you're not an intimate piece of the puzzle there. Right. Like and that's and I love which is crazy to me before that's why I fell in love with the comedy thing the first time the oh. first time we ever we did it. Because I did it and then I knew like I made I requested it because I had my buddy Joe and Joe and Nick that do comedy mm-hmm. with me. Or they did like video comedy and music comedy. Never like they did stand up. I've never even tried to touch stand up. I gotcha. Uh before then. And once I saw that first show I was like, dude, this is amazing. Like even if there was five oh, yeah. if there was five people in here, like the intimacy of it and the like the like I love watching people work on their craft and improve their craft. Oh yeah. No matter no matter no matter their talent level. Like watching people like work hard and try to do the best they can to improve their craft is from an artist standpoint oh, yeah. is an amazing thing. It it's 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 different, you know. Um I, I definitely walked into comedy with some uh, some ignorant thoughts. I yeah. thought like, well, I've played music and I've like performed in front of people, so it's. I didn't think it was going to be easy, mm-hmm. but I thought there were some things that I had automatically. I mean, I learned, you know, that was different. There, I think there were there were some um, relatable skills that made it like like I don't have stage fright, for instance. Yeah, I think that helps a lot. Um, but I, there seems to be a magical uh, relationship between breweries and comedy. I, I, agree. I just I feel like. Regard, it doesn't matter, you know, race or age, but just like the demographic of people that show up to a brewery are typically like kind of laid back and open minded, right? Because yeah. I mean, they're paying they're paying eight bucks for a beer, right? Yeah. Like you already have to kind of be like, I don't have a problem with that to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So it's not like someone's gonna get really pissed off that comedy's going on in the on the background because there's been a few shows where that people have hosted here at like coffee shops or at like churches or at, yeah. Like, you know, they don't last very long. People get mad. Yeah. You know, but it just, I don't know. It just seems, I know there's a brewery show at Sweetwater. Uh, there's just seems to there be seems a, like it's some, there's more. Yeah. And, and if yep. we, like, I'm sure there were, there were comedy shows at breweries before the uh, yeah. craft comedy series, yeah. but hopefully in this area, like I try to use that when I, when I'm trying to like talk to other places, oh, like yeah. when I go to other breweries, I tell them like, listen, we've done comedy shows here. This has been successful. Not that I'm trying to pitch to you. I want to do a com. I want to promote a comedy show here. Right. I'm just telling you it's something that might help the brewery. Like it, it helps the brewery it helps like comedy and it helps the comedy like world around this area. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's a good point because when it comes to a brewery, I mean, every, every one of them operate differently, but for the most part, you know, you can you can have two experiences of a brewery, right? You could just buy their stuff in the store mm-hmm. if they bottle, uh, or you can go there, yeah. right? And if you go there, it's kind of free range in terms of, well, what are we going to present to people who come, to patrons who come here, right? Yeah. And so there's no problem with it being just beer. But again, with a place like Cabarrus that's basically a warehouse, I mean, yeah. there's just so much room for stuff yeah. to go down, you know? And yeah. so it's, it's, I think you guys capitalize on it. Yeah. I agree, hundred percent. But that's like, like I'm I'm just now getting to stand up, so I, I relate to what you're talking about because when I like I tell I tell when my buddy Joel, who's done stand up, who's who's done a few like tours with people, like been oh, nice. like openers, uh, 
Like I tell him, I said, it's not, I'm not scared to go up there in front of, and talk to, or talk in front of people. What I'm scared about is well, I want them to get the best experience that I can give them. Right. So I want to not even, it's, I mean, in a, in a sense is I want laughs. I want to, I want to be very good at this thing. Sure. Once I learn like the ins and outs of it, but I'm, it's almost like a performance art to where I want to give them everything I can right. to, like that in my ability as of right now. And I want them to be able to like take it in the way I want them to take it in. Oh, yeah. And I know I can't help their interpretation of it, but it's up to me to to like present present the play yeah. the way I want it to be seen. Yeah, and, and, and that's I think, where a lot of the para- not paranoia, but the fear comes <laughs> from. You know? No, no, for sure. I mean, because I, I and you made a really good point earlier is uh, people working on their craft and and mm-hmm. the work that they do for even maybe like a, a wiener joke. Even, yeah, you know. And and the thing is like. A lot of the people, if you're in the audience, right, a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into some of those things, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that, um, I mean, the ongoing joke, you know, is that like most comedians and musicians are homeless or whatever, yeah. you know, or, you know, just struggling. And that that's true. But on the flip side, there's there's a lot of us who, uh, you know, have only really a smidgen of time to, to spend yeah. on doing the things that we actually love, like yeah. comedy or music and and so it's like you have to say to yourself, like, all right, well, with this minimum amount of time I have, like you said, I got to make mm-hmm. it good. Yeah. So when you when you do uh, when you do provide it, yeah, to an audience, you know, it's it's not like, hey, laugh at me because I did something. You know, that's not mm-hmm. exactly what you're going for. But yeah, in the back of your head, you know, you you have been like Thursday at the brewery um, on your calendar. Yeah. Is is a lot more stressful. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more of a, a big deal than Thursday at the brewery for someone in the audience's yeah. calendar. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like the driver versus the passenger, yeah. right? You could either just hang out and play Game Boy in the passenger seat, Game mm-hmm. Boy, throwback. Yeah. Hey, man. Wait, or, or, you could, or you can, you know, or you have to drive. And again, it's not like a, someone's better than somebody else. It's nothing like that. But it's just, you know, you're, you're doing something, mm-hmm. you know. You're, you're active and you're doing something, right? It's It's like someone in the Olympics trying to, you know, do their or you know skater trying to land their triple axel or whatever yeah. like they're trying to do it and so you know a lot of people performing whether it's sports or arts or whatever i mean they, they tend to be inside their head a little bit because that's where they are when they're they're practicing i think one of the most interesting things about comedy to me is that you you necessarily have to practice in front of people right like you have like you can only stand in the mirror and say a joke so many times, or sit with your friends <laughs> yeah. and like throw out these things because once yeah. your friends hear it one, two times, they're just like, "Okay, yeah. we yeah. we got it." You're not friends anymore. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah, and it's like that's so weird to me because like like you stated like it's athletes, unique. yeah, athletes have practice that's, in, that's not in front of anybody, in front of peers and coaches, but that's it. Like comedians, and I mean even musicians to to bring both of them together. Like musicians, like will go to a to a sound stage or sound room or yeah. a garage Something. to practice. Yeah, to practice practice their riffs and practice their vocals and and do vocal lessons and uh, practice drum drum lines or drum beats and you know what I mean. And uh, but like comedians, like you can't like I could set up a microphone over here in the garage and do a set, but I have no idea how it's going to translate to right. to the audience. Right. And well, that's like that's that's one of the most unique things that have that intrigues me that has intrigued me since I've started like oh yeah doing the doing the shows and helping with the shows about it's it. It's not is, easy. Yeah, it's no, because the thing is, to your point, right? Like I I think, um, 
I would say one of the things that's unique about comedy. Well, I'm going to compare it to sports because okay. we're talking about yeah. sports, yeah. right? Um, let's say it's uh, like one game, like a baseball game. It's not nothing like major, just like a you know normal season game yeah. or whatever. Uh, or 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 you doing a stand up show, mm-hmm. right? If you go and play baseball, right? Like you said, you've been practicing at home. Okay, the comedian's been practicing at home too. We're still tied. Yeah. But then when you go play the the game, right? In baseball, it it ends. Yeah. Right. It's oh, it's over. I mean, you're still a baseball player. There's still the next game. Yeah. But that game ends. Right. Mm-hmm. You lose or win. Uh, and and yeah, there's stuff that you can take away from that game, like oh maybe I shouldn't swing at that anymore, or whatever. Like there's a lot to learn. Yeah. With comedy, I think sometimes, especially when you're starting out, sometimes things work. Yeah. And you don't know why. And that's that's, true. that's like in baseball, you'll know pretty well why yeah. things didn't work or did work. And I mean, it's it's not black or white, but you, it's a little bit more firm statistically. Like okay, well maybe you know I'm not going to do that next time. Yeah. You know? Uh, there, and even though there's a lot of variance at play with comedy, um, the other difference too is that it's not nece- uh, necessarily that everyone there came to see you. Yeah. Right. If you're playing a baseball game and you're like the Charlotte Knights, you know, there's people in the uh, in the crowd that don't even know you, and they're just like, yeah, well, I live in Charlotte though, so I'm gonna, you know, every time you guys score a a home run, I'm gonna throw my popcorn and get yeah, excited gotcha you know like you kind of already have them on yeah. your side you know and so with comedy um the other huge difference is it's just you yeah right that's, with, that's with, where with, i thought you were going with, with it. music um you know we could you could always say like i don't know who it was but the band was yeah. off tonight yeah you know there's always there's always something to fall back on. Yeah, internally we're like who's the bassist dude? Yeah. We missed that one. you know but yeah. no one you know but with comedy it's like all right, here I am, and people are like, "Oh, yeah." It's like, well, it's all your fault. Yeah, um, yeah. and to a degree, I actually like that a lot. Uh, one one of the many frustrations of um, music that I don't have in comedy was that teamwork effort. Yeah, T- to me, teamwork sucks uh, un- unless you have a, a great. If you have a great team, yeah, it's irreplaceable. It it's the gr- mm-hmm. it's the greatest thing in the world, and it's like, wow, that feels really good. Um, but until then, but that's it's like few and far between. Exa- exactly. And so it's just with, with a team also, it very much is like the, the projects in school where you had a team project where it's like, well, maybe you actually were they, doing a work, but they all brought you down to a C, yeah, yeah. right? And now y'all, have a, now everyone has a C. Now you're a C band. Yeah. And so it's like the cool thing about comedy and this, it's a double-edged sword. It's the good part and the bad part is that it's, it's at least the performance itself yeah. is all you. Of course, there's other people involved. There's managers that need to do this. There's book it, but the the actual the mic and the the noises and mm-hmm. the text, it's all you, yes. right? So when something does go wrong, I guess one of the easiest way for me to swallow that pill and move on is like, that's feedback for me, yeah, not for anyone else on my team. It's it's that's within you. my control versus previously when it was like. Hey, it's just reality. Instead, it's like this is my reality yeah, now. This and is so only me. It's, yeah, and so if I if I mess something up or I don't address it, that's easy. I'm just upset with myself. Are you a control freak? You feel like? Um, just I mean, to an extent. See, that's I, me. I don't know. I don't know if there's a difference between obsessed mm-hmm. and control freak because yeah. they sound very similar. If there is, I'm a, I'm going to subscribe to sub- obsessed. Gotcha. Because with obsessed, like my end goal is ultimately, like you said, to, to not only be happy but 
to make you know to provide something for people. I'm gonna like I'm gonna dig in your mind on this one. If to be too obsessed, <clears throat> excuse me, does that hurt you in the long run? Yeah, that that's always the that's always the question, right? That's so a, it, it doesn't even matter if it's it's anything in life. So I'll give right? you an example. Sure, sure. So uh, like I, like I recently started trying to get into stand up comedy. I've yep. done a few sets, and my obsession mind goes to okay. In order to be successful, I need to do as many sets as possible, which I like, which is which is true. I like to get better. Sure. I need to set me up a Facebook page. That says comedian. I need to start a podcast. I need to put out videos on my Facebook page. I need right. to uh, it's like a full time job. Yeah, and but it's but it's it's almost. But that always I've always I'm at like a seesaw where that like I do too much too fast. Sure. Like give give everything time to breathe. No, I'm a premature so, ejaculator too. Yeah. So it's so it's like you start <laughs> if you if you start doing stand up like tonight will be my third set. Nice and lucky number hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Hat-trick and and uh, yeah, the first one was okay. The second one was better, and go. hopefully the third will be even better. But I know that I know that that bad one is coming, and I and sure. that's you know, and but if I like if I if I jump on all this other stuff and try to do the full package as opposed to just letting like yeah, learning you, learning oh, yeah. stand up comedy breathe and like taking in everything I can find out there. Cause I'm, cause I'm not one of those people that come out and say, Oh, I think I know how to do this. Just let me do my thing. I'm not, I'm like, I'm a sponge. Yeah, like you just yeah. continuously feed me information. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, but I'm scared that like, I'll get too carried away. Like now, like this podcast and my Facebook page and all that stuff is just covering the bases of like, of how I can talk to comedians and learn and talk to mm-hmm. people. And I, I love conversations. I love conversations. I love sure. talking to people. I love learning about people. I love like learning about like you've taught me so much about music in this in this episode oh. that I well, that thirty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'll pay I'll, after the show, after we end. Uh, but yeah, and it's like that. That's what intrigues me about it. But I can still get lost in that. Okay, this is what all these other people do that are successful with sure. this. This is what I need to do, and as opposed to like paving my own path of how to get there. No, I mean that's that's a very honest and and fair approach. Um, for me personally, I can't you know I can't speak on uh, behalf of other people, but um, I I have been called you know not I've not been called a control freak, but I have been called obsessed, and I have worked with people who I would say, "What about this? Let me go do this, and then I'll come back." And they're like, "That's." Dude, we don't need to. That you're worrying too much. You're over worrying. It's this or whatever. And so that I would say that you know the number one thing, um, as you know, comedy can be live or it could be recorded or yeah. whatever. I would say at the very least for a live performance, um, you know, you need to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Wh- whatever, however you get there. You know, some people smoke a joint before. Some people just like are comfortable all the time. Doesn't whatever you need to do. You know, if it's not like yeah. uh, killing anybody or whatever. Mm-hmm. You do what you need to do. As long as it's not like yeah, like as long as it's like not, felony. Yeah, felony as long as you status. obey the what is it, Ten Commandments? Did they update yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, as long as okay, still ten. But the thing is, um, I think that there's the, the I I personally would rather be someone that's more obsessed than not care at all. Yeah, I relate it to winter and summer. Uh, I prefer cold weather mm-hmm. because. I can actually take my jacket off and get uh, 
or sorry, I could, sorry, I prefer cold weather because I could put my jacket on mm-hmm. and I can get warmer if I need to. Gotcha. Um, I, in summer, I can't take my clothes off and then all of a sudden I become the temperature I yeah. want to be. So it's the same thing where it's like uh, I prefer to be more obsessed than not care at all because if I'm more obsessed, I can tell myself to dial it back when yeah. I decide that things don't matter or they do matter. You gotcha. know? And the thing is, when you're doing that in your room or you're alone, you're working on something, uh, it's just you. So there's yeah. really no other you know disciples, right? So when you're with other people, that's when other people's either lack of, of mm-hmm. interest or, or overbearing interest kind of get into the mix. And so you ultimately, as a comic or just as a person, have to kind of decide the, the sweet spot. And I think that's something that's all up here because yeah. no one knows you like you do. Yeah. And you know when what you're doing is going to drive you insane, but mm-hmm. you also know that what you're doing is going to pay off to you. Yeah. Right. And ultimately it makes you feel comfortable and that that's the Patrick that people want to see Yeah. on stage. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? If, if you can do all those things. And then when you're on stage, you don't look like this obsessed lunatic. You mm-hmm. just seem like this natural comic. I mean, that's impressive. Gotcha. You know, and that's that's what I do. That's what I, well, that's what I try to do. Yeah. Um, but I would say since you're just starting out, and I'm I'm only like two years in, yeah. so I'm still you know like a sperm See myself. That, God, that that uh, that scares me because that's what I, like I've talked to people and they're like, yeah, I'm like a year in. I'm like two years in, and I'm just now. And I'm like, man, but but but. When I say that, I don't mean that in a bad sense. It's no, I know. like, the, to me, the journey is the fun. Like, mm-hmm. the, like if if one day if one day I'm blessed to be the top of anything or at the top of the mountain of anything in life, I mean, it really doesn't. It sounds horrible, but it doesn't matter to me. Hmm. Like that's not why I do it. That's not why I do anything. That's not why I do production. That's not why I do editing. That's why not why I do graphic design. I do it because I feel like like I was given a gift. Yep. And I'm and I want to get and I want to share that gift with the world. Oh yeah, and that's like that's that's what I always stand behind. That's what I stand by. And and people, some people don't get it, man. Some people, no, some people, it's, a, it's do you make any money? Yeah, you, much, yeah. Uh, and it's the th- the thing is, um, you know, what I what one technique that I I use to mm-hmm. you know get over a bad set or not dread on it is say that, you know the the. As bad as the set can go, what's the worst thing? Something that's even worse than that is if I just give up and stop doing stuff yeah. like this. And because the thing is, I had to come to uh, terms with myself recently and just kind of decide, like, well, where is this going? What am I doing with it? Yeah. And I realized that, you know, some people some people call me a comedian. Some people call me a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people call me on my phone. Uh, so, so I, and the thing is, I realized, like... Um, I consider myself to be a creator. Yeah. Um, if you want to call it musician, whatever. I, I make music. I, I make comedy. I'm, I'm making these random silly videos. Yeah. I'm making, you know, sat like, and no one's telling me to do it. And sometimes I get paid to do it. And other times I don't. See, I, I, I went about comedy and music in reverse. I got a job first and yeah. then I started doing it because to me personally, the money is not the point. No. Um, if you want to make money in the arts, you know, maybe start scratching lottery tickets. Yeah. You know, it's not the point. And and some people need it, and some people just want to get paid doing what they love, and I respect that very much. Um, I just, I, I want to focus on the content itself. And I, I just I just like creating. 
Um, and, and I'm sure you understand sometimes oh, yeah. you're just up till four in the morning, yeah. just doing something, something, maybe it's a video or like a fucking PowerPoint, whatever it is like, and no one's standing there with a gun yeah. behind your head telling you to do it. You just want to do it. It's your drive. That's your drive. And, and again, the worst setup ever had in my life will never feel even half as bad as if one day I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and it's just. It's important. The other technique that I use to to get over bad sets is what I call the uh, the ex girlfriend technique. Yeah, you ever have an ex girlfriend before? I yeah, yeah. So my my dad, I, I had an ex girlfriend uh, a long time ago, and uh, I guess most of them are typically long times ago. And it w- it was super earth shattering. Like yeah. it was my first real girlfriend. Uh, there's always know, one. I was there's pretty yeah. I was pretty convinced that like I was world. just never gonna be able to have sex with a woman. Like yeah. I, I had, I saw myself in the mirror every day. I'm like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so she was like the first. So it was like, oh, and so just instinctually, I, I pretty much became like Prince Charming. Yeah. You know, I was doing everything I could. I, I even uh, lost some friends because my time was shifting here yeah. instead of there. And, um, you know, when it happened, it, it was so devastating. And it was like, how could, you know, like, what did I do wrong? What, you, you know, like, how could, you know, and, and my dad, um, sat me down. He's like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. And it's, it's super negative, but it is the solution to your problems. I was like, all right, what, what, what is it? You know? And he's like, uh, if you think it's bad, you know, just always think that it's probably going to happen again. Yeah. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck dad? Like that's super net. What are you talking about? Like, again, I thought it was a personal dig at me. Yeah. He's like, no, no, it's just like, now you have this experience. Yeah. Right. And learn, like, learn from it. So in theory, the next time it does happen and life's not perfect, so yeah. it's probably going to happen yeah, again. You should have like a little bit more armor next time. Right. So it's, more prepared it's, yeah, you won't be, you situation. won't shed as many tears, Yeah, you know, and it's like, okay. Yeah. And so that's, I get you. that's sets now yeah. too. Right. Like you're, you're saying like, I know the bomb is coming. Like, no, it's many bombs. It's yeah. it's one yeah. a, it's it's one after another. Well, yeah, you but know? it's you, the first one's always the earth shattering. Sure, it's like it's, it's you make it you make it through that one first. I think and I think the first bomb is earth shattering because it's not the comedian; it's the support. Yeah, because when you because everyone I know one of one of the you know Mimi Benfield yeah yeah mm-hmm. she she said it best. She said, "Yeah, your friends and family they always come out to your first show. Yeah, and then you never see them again. Yeah, right. So what winds up happening is they come out." Because Patrick's like, oh, I'm going to start doing comedy. And they're like, oh, shit, dude. Patrick is going to yeah. start doing it. And they come out, and it's a blast. It's essentially a bringer show. Yeah. Right? And it's not that you're not funny. But these people, they already have context. Yes. And they already love you. Yeah. And they want to they yeah. see they you succeed, see, yeah. right? So it's like, boom, 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 boom. And again, it's not that it's not good. But it's actually, it probably is so, good because yeah. you feel comfortable around yeah. these people, yeah. right? So then... The, yeah, that second or third or fourth show in, you know, they're nowhere to be found, man. Yeah. They're like, ah, you know what? We saw him. He's got this. He doesn't yeah. need us. Yeah. We, we, we know. supported him. We know. Yeah. It, the Big Bang Theory's on. So we're yeah. out of here, right? And when you so put out then your first like, YouTube video, uh, they like it, but then they don't like anyone's after that. Exactly. So I, I wouldn't anticipate the bomb. Just, just bomb, yeah. man. Dude, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm just going. Just go. Like, fate, like, head down, face forward. Listen, man. Little Caesars is still in business. If you yeah. bomb... Just go eat a whole pizza by yourself. Five dollars. Try it next day. Cheapest large pizza in the game. That's right. Video games will always be there. Music will always be there. <laughs> that the mics will always be there. I don't know that. Like, you know. But then, but then again, like I don't. I don't. This is like so. 
counter. I don't take it that ser- like I take it seriously, but I don't take it that. Does that make sense? I don't take it that seriously. So that, like, sometimes that helps in the long run. So if I go like if I say if I go out tonight, I have no idea what's going to happen tonight sure. because this this is like my first time not in front of a home crowd. It's my first time in front of other <laughs> like yeah, other kind of away game. Yeah, yeah. This is my first away game. <laughs> Genius. And I have no idea. I have no idea if they'll relate to my the five minutes that I did. The last, the last one that did really well. I have like I have no idea, and but I like if I go out there and I'm in the mindset right now that if I go out there and it doesn't go well, this is learning experience. Like this Absolutely. is this is me. Absolutely. This is me paying my dues. Like, well, and and so what I what I found, and you're right. Yeah. And what I found is that um, you'll start doing so many sets that you'll start feeling like, hey, there's some things to take away from this. But I don't know what they are. Yeah. Because sometimes you're going to go to rooms where, like, they're just jackasses. Like, yeah. not the audience, but, like, the people who work at that room. Mm-hmm. They just, they play favorites, you know. And they, yeah. have, they just sort of have this, like, punk attitude. Yeah. And they're kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I've never seen him before, so I'm not going to laugh. Yeah. Who's the new guy? Yeah. Right? That type of, you know, crap. I I try to keep an open mind. I don't think that's very, very nice. I don't think yeah. it's very fair. You know, someone's funny. You laugh. Yeah. But... You come to a comedy show. You come yeah, people, to laugh. And, and, and Charlotte itself at the moment um, it is a little bit territorial. Yeah. Right? Because there's like 20 of us and we know each other. Yeah. So it's, you know what I'm saying? And so it, it's, you have to start, you have to start isolating the factors of the show. What went well, what went wrong, and how do I know it for a fact? How do I know that these things benefit me? How do I know that these things don't? And so what I started doing, um, a lot of people offer videotape services or whatever. Yeah. I stopped doing that. Um, I started recording it with, with my phone for just audio. Yeah. Um, because m- the most important thing to me at, at the moment was my sound. Mm-hmm. I was like, who am I on stage? Yeah. What am I doing? What's my voice? Maybe you've heard that. Like, yeah. What's my voice? And, and um, even, it, here's the trick, even if what I was doing was working, do I like it? Yeah. Right? Because you could certainly fake something. And it yeah. could certainly make a ton of people laugh. But then you have to ask yourself, like, oh, man, that has a shelf life. Like, is that is that really going to be – Is do I have to be that Patrick now? Yeah. Because I don't want to See, be. that's what that's – You know what I'm saying? The, my, through the first two, my biggest – my biggest – like, there's I kept saying two things in my head. Like, slow down. Take your time. Let them process it. Yeah. And, like, just be you. For so, sure. So I don't have to act. Like I, I don't the what I like, I don't. I've always wanted people to know me. Like I don't put on a front for anybody. I never have. I never. I never will. So I don't want to give a false, false sense of who I am on a, right. on stage and then step off stage and like, oh yeah, that's just an act. Well, type and, thing. and I think one or of you the, have to be like red lights on all the time. I like, I, I could that drive me absolutely crazy. And I think, um, and again, all this is just. You know, my personal experience, of course, oh, that's I don't, why I don't you dictate any, you know, it's not like it's how it goes or anything, but I, what, what hey, the, you learn, you learn <laughs> from people who have done it. Fa- uh, fact. Yes. Um, I would say one of the tricks for me that kind of, um, opened, opened up like opportunity in terms of development was mm-hmm. I, I approached it the same way where it was kind of like, I want to be myself. I don't want to necessarily be like this clown, yeah. you know? And and what a lot of people, um, including myself, I think, fail to realize sometimes is that uh, it does the whole thing doesn't have to be a hundred percent an act. Like you could be a little animated, and mm-hmm. you can be 
uh, a little bit exaggerated. And to me, I guess my little personal rule of thumb was I drew, I drew a triangle in my notebook. It was like the holy trident. And I said, all right. And it's kind of limiting, but it, it helped me focus. It was like, these are, the, these are going to be the three things that every joke that I make and want to keep have to have. Otherwise, I'm throwing it out. Yeah. Uh, one was it had to be funny, mm-hmm. which sounds stupid, but yeah. there's got to be somewhere in there. Uh, the one was it had to be true and not necessarily like a true story or it really happened. It just had to be me not lying. Yeah. Uh, I could exaggerate and I could animate and I could, you know, make up things, but Mm -hmm. like not something that's like a complete 180 degrees outside of my persona. Yeah. And of course the, the third was it had to be me. And so the thing is, um, a lot of my jokes that I do and you'll start getting this, people will start coming and maybe they already have, People start coming at, up to you after the show, and they'll start telling you their favorite jokes of yours and yeah. why. And um, often I find my favorites and my least favorites in, in music, too, in mm-hmm. songs, too, they don't match. Yeah. Um, they don't match with people. I do know that with music. And even if they do match, um, you know, the reasoning is off. Yeah. You know, people will be like, hey, man, that joke is amazing. Like, well, I hate it. And they're like, what? Yeah. And I learned, yeah, I learned to, you know keep my mouth shut and yeah. just smile. I'm like, thank you. You know, thanks for yeah. coming. But it's, it's one of those things where even though it might be animated, um, even though it might be silly, if, if someone were to read between the lines, they would know that it's you. It's totally yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? And the joke, the, the joke that I do, it's not, it's not like a little bit about myself. You know, it's not on the nose. Mm-hmm. It's not, Hey, you're about to hear things about me. Yeah. Instead, I just do the joke and I'm in the joke, yeah. right? So over time, just like with your friends, yeah. people will be like, that's Patrick. That's, yeah. you know, love that's or hate, it. like, that's that's him. You know what I'm saying? And I think, at least my analysis of most of the comedians that I like and have, have observed, whatever their style is, that's what they were doing. They were just, gotcha. they were being themselves and then adding comedy when they needed to. Yeah. You know, so I that was my takeaway, I guess. Very if interesting. If that makes sense. Well, dude, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. It's, uh, this is the the coolest uh, studio I've ever been in. Is it there's really? Power tools. There's CRT <laughs> TVs. There's there's some piping equipment. There's an old GI Joe set oh, behind you. Dead guy in the, oh, nice. Yeah, look at this. We're protected. By, yeah, uh, the soldiers. John Deere tractor. This is, we got this it all. Is dope, man. This is yeah. really cool. But thank you for coming on, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. it. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, dude. Thank you for listening to Tuesday's special podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and leave a like on this video and um and comment down below. Oh yeah bang. Oh yeah bang. <laughs> oh my god.